Welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Curious fellow, but I like him. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. He's a shady character. What's his name? Hey, what's going on? It's me, Mr. Paul Mort. I'm back with another episode of Paul Mort Talks Shit. Today, I am chatting the old excrement. With uh, my friend, client, and all-round fucking legend, Mr. Richard Wheatman. Richard, how are you? I'm all right. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you? I'd say about 11. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, let's get down to business, Richie. Um, I'm going to go straight, and I'm sure we'll cover the whole journey here. What led you to joining us in Unstoppable? It's a good question, isn't it? It is a good question. I think uh, getting a bit of direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like taking an idea. Mm-hmm. Getting it moving mm-hmm. and not wasting too much time. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. I think it's important when you want to get good at anything. Mm-hmm. Find people that are doing it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, so describe me then before you join any of our programs. Like, where were you at personally and professionally with your life? I think I had a good, like on paper, I had a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, I was making decent money and uh, kind of chased. You were offshore a bit, right? Uh, I was yeah. on the ships. Yeah. So like that was going really well. Not doing cabaret and that, right? No, 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 no singing. No singing. Well, not getting paid for singing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that that part was going really well. Yeah. And I started to get towards the top of that that career, and I remember thinking, being like, "Do you want to do this for the rest of your life?" Like, because when you when you kind of climb the ladder, you're always onto the next thing. You're on the next thing. Yes. And you're getting busy. You got some. Busy. You got like a sense of purpose. Aye. Yeah, you're pushing yeah. towards something. I kind of hit the top of that bracket and just mm-hmm. went right. This is me for the next 30 years. And then, fuck this. Yeah. You know, like, really? So I stuck with it for a year or two. Mm-hmm. And I just started to have this feeling, you know, when you're like, there's more. this isn't what I want. There's more. Uh, there's yeah. got to be more to life than this. Yeah. It's funny enough, I did a training on this yesterday where I was talking about um, kind of the six human behavior drivers. Yeah. Not Maslow's hierarchy, but I, I recorded Satya last night, actually, um, looking at the camera and not you. And um, I was talking about this this need for certainty that people have an inappropriate need for certainty, yeah. so much so that it keeps them stuck in lives that they don't like. Yeah. And one thing I was saying was that I was talking about like a seesaw of certainty and uncertainty because clearly we need some certainty. Like I needed some certainty today that the roof wasn't going to fucking fall in yeah. or I wouldn't have been in here. I need some certainty that I'm going to be able to breathe in here. But I think a lot of us have inappropriate levels of certainty and we want everything to be guaranteed yeah. and I was saying that actually I think entrepreneurs are right on the edge of they, they live more in uncertainty I think yeah. to be a successful entrepreneur it's going to boil down to your ability to how much uncertainty you can comfortably handle yeah. but also to, to jump on your thing I was like if I was sitting and we think alright where are you on a seesaw we've got certainty here uncertainty here where are you and I think you'll know that you need a little bit more uncertainty or variety when you get that little voice whispering to you, like there's more yeah. there's more than this yeah. for me. So that's what was happening to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when you're doing a job that you don't find all that interesting because the money's good. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember sitting in a meeting and they're talking about whatever's going on that day and you know where you're like, I honestly, genuinely don't give a fuck <laughs> about anything they're saying. Yeah. And you're like, you kind of pretend that you care and you try and be a professional and do your best in that. But I was like, Am I willing to do this kind of pretend life? 
mm-hmm. for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and be like, that's what I did with my time. Nice. No. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So what was that like for you? Because listen, you know how many people I've spoken to about who are in jobs that the, the security's nice. Yeah. Maybe they've got a family. They like the pay. They've got mortgages, etc. Like, what was that whole feeling and that process like for you? So you've got this great job. You're getting well paid. You don't particularly like it, but clearly there's some level of uncertainty about. Yeah. Like, how did you how did you deal with that? What was your? I think at some point you've got to weigh up. Like, what can I do instead? Because mm. I think like not having an exit plan is a really bad place to be. Yeah. You can start like that's why I think I got involved with you. Because yeah. I start to know like I need to make a plan here. Yeah. Like I'm not happy where I am, and I think if I try and stay where I am, it's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. So how can we start to move towards? Because I think you need to learn different skills. Mm. You know, if you're doing well in a career, you've obviously got the skills. Some to skills, stay in that yeah. Career, yeah. But they're not necessarily for the next thing. You know, for me, sales and marketing. Yeah. Because I've never had to ask anyone for money. You know, when you're salaried. You just you get paid. It's not something. The most thing that's going to happen is apply for a pay, apply for right. a, a, a promotion. Like it just comes a like you you never have to ask for it. Yeah. You never have to really. Yeah. You just do your job. You show yeah. up and do the work, and that's yeah. just something that happens. And then you get your pay on time, yes. same time every month. You've got super certainty about what's coming in, what's going out. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's interesting, you know, because I did talk about this again yesterday. Like, I think we see in these jobs that are secure. I mean, it's not my deal that I've never had a job since I was twenty-one. No one would employ me. I don't think. <laughs> Um, but what I'm saying is, I think sometimes this, what people forget is that security can be taken away from you at any fucking second. I mean, you, there's maybe some lads that you've worked with on the ships who've just been paid off like that. Oh. Gone, no job. Yeah. But because they're stuck with that security, now they've got none. Yeah. There was no plan B, there was nothing else to do, and they were stuck with that. Just, And I think there's many times we crave this certainty, and I actually think most certainty doesn't exist. I mean, we've all lost people in our lives like that. No certainty. Maybe our partners have just left like that. We were certain they were going to stay with us. We stayed in it because it was secure, because it was comfortable, and then they left. But jobs are like the biggest example. Or any sickness you get, like, yeah. certain, I'm really well, I'm really fit, and I'm healthy. You hear it all the time. He's fit and healthy, just taken away. So I think yeah. this this certainty thing doesn't really exist. So you had the plan B. What was that? Let me. I want to ask this question because I think it's very, it's very useful for the listeners and anyone watching video in that we can have all these ideas, we can have these plans, we can have these options, we can have these decisions to make, but not everyone's always on board with it. And I think people fuck this up so much. We make these decisions and we expect everybody to support it. What was that like for you? I think it's difficult because you feel as though, like I think when you want to try something new, you want to tell everybody and try and convince like, them. Oh, yeah, idea. try and convince them. Try and get right. the permission. Try and get their approval. And it never happens permission. that. That's what you're yeah. asking for is permission. Mm-hmm. And I think you know when you you generally don't get it, especially the better job you're leaving, <sighs> the more people are like, "Are you fucking mental?" Yeah, yeah. Because so they'd want that job right. until they did it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Because like, they, they don't know. Yeah, that's I think with any like high performance mm-hmm. salary job, mm-hmm. people see like a nice car, a nice house, and they're like. But you don't know know what he's dealing with every day. Mate, I I keep wanting to make a post like this, but I don't want to come across like I'm whining about what I'm doing. Because everyone sees the the show on the stage. Nobody sees the outgoings of the show, trying to get people there. People texting you the day before, trying to get a fucking refund. 
like no one sees that or they see the the, the thousands of followers but they don't see the fucking people telling me to kill myself in the inbox do you know what I mean they see the, the they see the seven figure coaching company what they don't see is the staff sickness and the weeks where we don't have any staff and what they see is all these clients but they don't see the clients trying to steal your client do you know what I mean you get like there's that people don't see that part so I'm, I'm so glad you made that point so the, on this topic of people not everyone supporting you how did you deal with that did you just fucking obviously you just did it anyway but was there a a little bit of like things I've took from you and the planner because mm. you know if you it's really easy like especially when you're first starting out you'll try stuff you think's gonna work and it doesn't mm-hmm. and you think like it's a bit of a kick in the balls you know and because <laughs> what you want is to start your business do one thing and that just blow yes. up yes and if you look at anyone that's found any success and you ask them how many things did you try <laughs> along the way and they're like fuck fuck me. me like if you knew you'd laugh yeah and it's a mad thing because I think. There's two points that, w- that, that, that that just popped up for me there, mate. And the first one was that if everyone gave you permission, you probably wouldn't do it. That would be boring. Because, you know what I mean? Like, if everyone supported you, everyone blew smoke up your ass. you're like, eh, there's kind of no urgency. There's no fucking... I think there's got to be a bit of... You've got to have a bit of burning fire in your belly. And I think part of that comes from people saying you can't do it. Aye. People saying, why are you doing that? No one does that. No one charges that. Who do you, no one does, like, no one's going to buy that. Like, part of, part of me likes that bit of challenge, that little bit of uh, fire, because I'm like, fuck see. you. Uh, do you know what I mean? I think that's, that, that's quite a nice position to be in, but the, the trying part is, is so cool, because I also think that a lot of people get caught up so much in looking for the best way. Yeah. That they don't go anyway. Uh, <laughs> the best way to start, what's the best way to start? I'm like, I can give you my best way. But it might not be the one for you. The best way to start is to fucking start. Do you know what I mean? We get so caught up in it. So tell me about some of the things that you've tried then because we're kind of not on what you even do yet. Aye. Let's 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 jump on that first so you can get an idea. So what is it that you're doing with your life right now? So was that just a, by the way, was that just to quit that job and move on? Was that just a, or was it an easier process? Or was it a harder process? Or was it? I'd say it was a bit, bit more choppy. Because yeah. I kind of knew I wanted to leave, but I wasn't totally clear on what you wanted what to I was going to do. Yeah. And I knew I liked dogs and pets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was dealing with this problem on my back for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the idea come from is I was like, you know, I'm, I would say I'm pretty average mm-hmm. health, fitness, build and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, back pain. Not an average jujitsu guy anymore, uh, though, Richie. <laughs> Blue belt Whitman there. Yeah, that's <laughs> Richie with his Athul belt. Athul's blue in Spanish. I don't know if you knew that. There you go. I love that word. Athul. It's Athul. So, you had this pet thing. You had this back problem, which we'll touch on in a second. Mentally, where else were you at when you were wanting it? Because, again, there'll be so many people listening to this that are in this place where they're like, I've got this job. I've got this passion, which I think is important. Was there a a plan, a date, or or was there a fuck you money bit? It's fuck you money. I'm a big fan of fuck you money. For you guys that don't know, fuck you's money. Money that you just put aside in case it doesn't work. It's kind of like a backup plan. I also have fuck you money, but I'm like, if I want to fuck this off, I'll just, I can just do that. Yeah. You need that buffer where you're like, if nothing works, you've got like six months expenses or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you did. You put it away. And was it with the intention of doing what you do now? Or was it just you are doing it anyway? I was saving for a while. I was like, I always, once I got that feeling where I was like, I don't want to stay where I'm at and I yes. don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And I didn't really want to stay in engineering. Smart. Was, I felt like, you know, sometimes you're like, it was interesting until you've 
like reached a high level of it, mm. and then you're like, well, I've done that. So what? You know, there's, mm. there's nowhere else to go. Like I've always been a bit like I've had tons of hobbies. Mm. You know, where you just want to try it. Yeah. Like there's tons of interesting stuff in the world. I want to give yeah. much of it a go as I can. Yeah. So uh, I think that was a fact there. Like that's like a personality thing. Where yes. It's interesting to me to try new stuff. Yeah. But I think I was like, when you're on the ships, you do a lot of time away. Mm. And as you get older, you know when you're young, it's a good laugh. Like uh, especially on cruise ships, it's dancers all over the place, and it's you have a good time. But uh, as you get older, Elton John impersonators. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it started to get like the life on there was starting to be really yeah industrial. Like you just go to work, yeah, go to bed. Like really not very fun, and it's mm-hmm. three months of your life at a time. And I was like, I'm not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. So it was, I was really starting to notice, like out every year, I only really enjoy. Maybe half of it. Yeah. And I was like, is that how you want to spend your time? Mm-hmm. That's a little bit. Yeah. It gets you down. You know, yeah. I'd notice I was like, the energy was really low. Yeah. Because you'd work 10 to 12 hours a day every day. Mm. Just come back fucked. Mm. Go to like, bed, so repeat for three months. Yeah, like <sighs> it's not a lot of fun. Yeah. And were you in this place then, Richie? Because like, I know a lot of lads that work away like that. Were you, were you sessioning when you got back? A bit like. Yeah. Because that's, that's quite a big thing that I think going away... Working away, and then when you get home, fuck it, I'm letting me hair down here. Yeah. You haven't seen the boys or anything, so you yeah. end up just like out doing. And then you will get to an age when nobody else wants to do that anymore, Aye. or as much. It's do you know what I mean? Much fun, is it? You're like, struggling for people to get out with because everyone's got fucking kids or settling down, or yeah. Aye, but I think if you look at like your relationships, mm-hmm. it's not not like a healthy mm. thing for it. You know, if you're leaving for months at a time, even yeah. if you can cut it down to a few weeks, but yeah. you're, like, you're not present. You know, if your partner, mm-hmm. like, be as independent as you want, but like, they're with you because uh, yeah. they want a partner yeah. and you're never there. Yeah. And you're like, it's a little bit dysfunctional. And yeah. what I was worried about is I'm starting to get to the point where, you know, I'd like to have kids. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, what kind of dad do you want to be? Yeah. You're going to be away half yeah. of their lives. Yeah. Let them fend for It's a hard lives. life, that. It's a hard life, it that. One enough. of my friends does it. He does a month away at a time. But he's done it since he was 18, so it's kind of, he doesn't know any different. So, we touched on the dogs and the and the yoga. Aye. I fucking just said the word. <laughs> we touched on the dogs and the fucked back. Aye. We touched on the fucked back. So we moved towards, you thought, these are things I'm into. Yeah. I'm passionate about them. Let's have a play with this. And you know what, mate? It's funny. You hear this saying like, oh, if you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life. I think that's utter horse shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's utter horse shit. Makes it easier. And I also think do what you love and the money will flow is bullshit. But I think, I believe that passionate, passion is the thing that gets you really resourceful. Yeah. So there's clearly loads of people making good money in their business who aren't passionate about what they do. Yeah. But if you've got passion, that's the stuff that'll make you resourceful when things get hard. So if I'm passionate about doing something, I'll put a bit extra in when I can't be asked. Do you know what I mean? If I'm passionate about something, I'll take a little bit of extra flack because I'm, fuck this, I'm doing it anyway. So... I'm more willing to try things and fail at them because I've got passion, because I'm resourceful. So, what happened next? So, I left that job. It was in there. So, what happened was, I was getting off a ship mm-hmm. when the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And it was like, am I going to get off? Am I not? And I managed to get home. And then they shut the borders for like six months. So, the people that didn't get off. I was stuck for six months. Six months. <gasps> so I was like, Do you want to go back to that? And I was like, I kind of don't. Yeah. I had like my relationship I was with someone that mm-hmm. it wasn't going too well mm-hmm. and that was ending mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of stuff and I was a little bit like worried about my parents so do you think that helped you make the decision a little bit easier then was that all, that might have been your level of permission I 
Yeah. I have to come back on there. I might get stuck on for six months. My relationship's not working. I'm worried about my parents. That probably made the decision. Not easier, but a bit simpler. Really? I like, because you're already- There's in more state. downsides. So yeah. the downsides are now outweighing the upsides uh, of the money and the fucking, yeah. I had enough fuck you money, so I was a bit like, you know, my life was already in this state of being a bit chaotic. Yeah. If not now, when that gave you, didn't it? Uh, that was it. If I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Exactly. I don't want to use the word excuse, but it was- that's not the right word, but you've now got all this stacked. Like, yeah, this is the. It's almost like this is a fucking sign. This is an alarm clock definitely. to fucking shift me ass. Yeah. I love it. Then what happened? You're like, I can wait and just sit around and wait for everything to blow over. I was like, you can get busy building something and just see what happens. Mm. So I was like, I'm just gonna get going. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the stuff I tried, like I was doing, in a Zoom classes and just seeing who's interested. Yeah, and yoga classes. These are right. What got you into the yoga then? So I had this issue with my lower back for a long time, and I just, I always had the story. It's a reasonably big lad where you're like, I'm just not that I mean, you're a fucking unit, like. Uh, you're a unit. And it, what I found, though, is if you're strong, you tend to be inflexible. Like, unless you put work into it, yes. people that are strong and athletic tend to be a bit restricted somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, unless you've seen fucking my mate Sonny Webster. Fuck uh, me. That guy's somewhere else. <laughs> Jesus. Sonny, if you're listening, you're a freaking nature, mate. Some of them shock you. Like, you can't really tell. Look, See that? See, he's a freaking HR. He's been doing that since he was fucking 14 or something. Aye. Daily mobility shit. Fucking throwing, like, insane amounts of weight above his head and that. So, yeah. So, you Aye, thought you were uh, stiff. So, I just had the story being like, oh, I'm just one of them people. I'm stiff. And then uh, my back was getting worse and worse to the point where I remember sitting. It was in the run-up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And someone went in it. And, you know, where you're sitting thinking, I can't get out of this chair. Cheers. It's in like this burning pain yeah, in the sure. back, and I was thinking, fuck this. And I went to bed. I remember going to bed and sleeping for like two hours. I woke up completely soaked and sweat. Oh, fucking hell. And uh, I was in a lot of pain, and I was mm. just thinking like, something needs to change. Mm. So I remember crawling, like rolling out of my bed like I'd been shot by a sniper <laughs> into the back bedroom. Put my legs on the wall off a video I remember watching, mm-hmm. and there's... Uh, Finding a bit of relief from it. Mm-hmm. Like with your feet, your legs up against the wall, uh, with your ass, like on the bottom of the wall. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like spread your legs and yes. get a bit wider. And I yes. just did stuff like that. And it started to get better. And I was thinking like... So it'll just open up your hips. Aye. Uh, yeah. So it's not that... I kind of made the connection to be like, maybe you haven't got a bad back. Maybe you're just not doing anything. You know, you're sitting all the time with work and everything and driving yeah. and whatever. Yeah lifestyle stuff that's giving you these restrictions mm-hmm. that's causing you this pain mm-hmm. so that's something you can fix if you stop doing those things so i just started like really looking at ways to fix it mm-hmm. and uh, over time developed like i used a lot of yoga but mm-hmm. a lot of yoga is, doesn't work for that mm-hmm. some of it's a bit you know like headstands and handstands and stuff so yeah um, i've seen people doing them it's impressive i've been in a class with people doing them but i wasn't one of them <laughs> <laughs> But like that's really where the yoga started. Is it just Here's a random one for you. Last night I found out I've still I'm still paying hot pod yoga. <laughs> Haven't been since 2019. Yeah, there we go. And I can't figure out how to cancel it. So I actually think I'm gonna go back. On a Saturday I don't train jujitsu and I don't lift, so I'm thinking on my day off, I think I might give a hot pod yoga blast. Aye. Aye. That's what we're saying. Is, uh, you don't need like Oh no, you have a class on a Saturday morning. Uh, what time is it? Nine o'clock. Oh, na- oh man, I could be in on that. Can I bring my own heater? Yeah. Actually, we won't need it at the minute. It's Most a fucking sweatbox. <laughs> so you got into the yoga thing and you kind of done some other, you did some other things as well, right? Uh, it was like mobility stuff and like I tried all the 
you know, like foam rollers and buying all the mobility mm-hmm. wad gadgets and all yeah. that sort of shit. Yes. Like, I tried and the, 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 the saw right? Did you get the saw right? No, nah, I had something similar. Yeah. In there. I had this metal stick that you scrape your muscles with. <laughs> Basically, tried all of them, and uh. I think, like, none of them were getting the results. Because, you know, stuff like getting a massage, if you've got the, like, if you've been trained, you've got a bit of DOMS, like, mm-hmm. delayed muscle soreness. Massage is amazing for that. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, like, lengthen your muscles and, like, open your hips and stuff, you really need to do some kind of stretching. Yeah. So I was kind of playing around with lots of different stuff to see what works and what doesn't. And I was like, you know what it is with yoga? It's really effective, like some of it. Mm. Some of it's kind of more advanced that you can move into yeah. later. But yeah. but as far as a fuck back is yeah, concerned. I like just get the basics done. Yeah. And as I was going, I was like, you know, like I started with teacher training and stuff, just really from my own understanding. Yeah. yeah. And I think the traditions, some people like it. Yeah. But it's like with anything on the first day, Stick with the basics. Like yeah. you don't need to know what the Sanskrit name is. Like unless that's your goal to learn a different yes. language. Maybe don't start with that. So yeah. just make it dead simple. Anyone can do it. And uh, it would just start working for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like during the lockdowns that when nobody really had anything to do, I started putting stuff out to say, I'm gonna do a class on Zoom or whatever. Yeah. If you wanna come, come on. I was getting a fair amount of people on yeah. and it just like grew from that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, 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 uh, the yoga thing then, how is it beneficial for someone with a back problem? Like, how does that work? Get you know what I'm in. saying? Aye. So what you find with people is, like, most of the people that get in used so to be mate, very active. Mate, if someone hurts their back, they're always told to rest. Aye. Do you know what I mean? So it depends on really what you've done because they treat it like a... Most injuries, if you just rest it, it'll go away. You know, if yeah. you sprain your wrist and you leave it alone for a bit, yeah. it sorts itself out. Yeah. But often with your lower back stuff, it's like it's a symptom of something else. Mm. So if you you almost never find anyone that has a, a lower back pain yeah. that's not restricted in the hips. Yeah. So if they move well, they tend to not get pain there. Yes. So loosening the hips up and just having a, a practice that loosens your body up from the day-to-day living. Yeah massively yeah. beneficial for a lot of people because what I was the kind of yoga that I got into was yin mm. and you know like this yin and the yang yes. sign so it's a bit hippie stuff but everything yang activities would be where you expend your energy mm. so you know like your training yeah even your work yeah like anything that makes you tired yes so we're, we're all really good at that and that's mm. why I think when people say like oh you need to do yoga and they're like fuck off man I already go to the gym I already work all the, like I've already yeah. got loads of stuff on my plate yeah. and people in like the modern living are, tend to be a bit tired and drained mm-hmm. so it's where yin comes in it's a, a good way of, a good naming yeah it's it is I mean, it is made an restorative ath- yeah I love that about restorative is a great fucking word that's what I find with meditation Aye. So I find my meditation, I'm like, actually, I feel like I'm buying time here. Aye, like I'm buying time to not be fucking worrying about shit. You spend a tiny bit of energy and you get tons back. Yes. That's the way I always think about like, the kind of yoga. Because there's lots of different kinds of yoga. Mm-hmm. Like, people think, you know, the more popular ones, like the vinyasa flowing one, that's mm-hmm. kind of a workout. Yeah. And it's not the only kind of yoga. Yeah. So you're like, you, you can kind of come in, do a little bit of slower stuff, like a bit yeah. of stretching. Yeah. And you feel much better. Yeah. So your the, the the type of yoga that you're doing and teaching then is is a mixture of a few different kinds of yoga yeah. then and 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 you you 
you're, you're building it specifically around getting rid of back pain, managing back pain, and yeah. kind of making sure you don't get it, right? Aye. Yeah. So just helping people that kind of want to live more active lives yeah. to be able to do it. Because what I see a lot of, say, I just had somebody in that they used to be a runner. Yeah. And now they're like, she was struggling to walk her kids from the car to the school. Yeah. So she had to let them out. And she's like, every time I try to go for a run, mm. I get so stiff and sore that I can't run for another few weeks. Yeah. And you're like, you just end up in this kind of cycle where... Yes. You want to get fitter, but every time you try, you end up worse. Yes. And it really doing a bit of stretching breaks that cycle. Oh, nice. And then gives a, gives them the tools yeah. so they can recover more effectively so yeah. they can start building on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we yeah. had her doing a 5K last week. Oh, shit, nice. A few months. Uh, shit, I love that. Richie, what are some of the kind of common bits of bullshit you hear from people about yoga? I hear a lot of bullshit about it. It tends to be with lads. Because like, you Blokes, know, no way. Fucking hell. It's just uh, <laughs> stories. Because what I always say to people is like, you know, if you lost this bad backstory, mm-hmm. you'd have to do loads of shit. Like, you know, when you you have to go for meals that you don't want to go, like you've always got this excuse. Yes. And there's the whinge like fuck about the back. Yeah. And then you go, come and do a bit of yoga. And they're like, oh, I'm not but doing yoga. Then they'll do nothing about it. Uh, they'll do nothing about Dude, it. Dude, you follow this Instagram page called Be A Man. Aye. Dude, it's so it's much class. fun. Fuck your back and do nothing about it. Be a man. I love it, mate. That's how they deal with it. They're, like, they're just thinking, if I, if I whinge about it and leave it long enough, it'll sort itself yeah. out. And then they'll go to the doctor. The doctor will say, take these painkillers, and then it'll not get better. So uh, how do you kind of get over that then to get people? Depends on the person. Sometimes I like to wind them up a bit. Cause ah. you, you know when they're going like, oh, I'm, basically I'm too hard to go, where they give it all the big and being like, oh, fucking lads, they do yoga. And I was like, you just told me you sneezed and couldn't get out of bed for a week. Uh, so, you know, like a five-year-old could deck you, so. <laughs> <laughs> me fucking Nana Yunus could deck you, mate. <laughs> me Nana Yunus does yoga. Aye. Aye. So you're, ta- you're taking the piss out of them a little bit. I like to poke a bit of fun at them. and uh, But get them focused on you. Like, you know, if you got this handled, mm-hmm. like you, it spoils everything. Like, everywhere you go, it's there. It spoils your sleep. You mm-hmm. can't do the sports you want. You can't do the stuff you want. You're like, yeah. what would your life look like if you sorted that shit it's out? It's interesting that, you know, because you don't really think about this. Like, back pain like that will stop you from exercising, stop you from doing the things that you want to do. Yeah. And I think, actually, that could lead down a, a bit more of a slippery slope. Yeah. than we, Like, you wouldn't normally give this... I wouldn't normally give this airtime, actually, but I can see now that if it's affecting me sleep, I can't do some of the activities I want to do, I can't train in the gym, I can't exercise at all. Yeah. What have I got left to make me feel better to give me some endorphins I'll tell you what I've got fucking eight cans in a bag I've got a gin I've got a fucking gin and tonic I've got a fucking vodka I've got a whatever the popular drink is now I've got a fucking espresso martini actually you didn't get them in Shields do you? we don't get them espresso martini vibe mate the other day I've got to tell you guys this so I saw so obviously I'm not drinking right now I'm seven months maybe past seven months by the time uh, this is out and I was in Little or Aldi or something right and they had this like a bottle that was non-alcoholic espresso martini, uh, right? So I got it. The most disgusting drink I've ever had. <laughs> it was fizzy. Espresso martini is not fizzy. Uh, so not only have they made it non-alcoholic in a bottle, they put fucking, like, bicarbonate or something. It was just, dis- I've still got it. I've seen it last night. That's what reminded us. But yeah, that could end up in a slippery slope, that, right? Uh, Back yeah. pain. How else do I feel better apart from getting pissed? It's difficult because you're like, you can't, basically, all the fun stuff is hard to do. Like, mm. Booze will numb the pain for a little bit uh, until it comes back. I think uh, it's, uh, it 
can be a slippery slope. Like it's something I don't like to, like you're saying, you know, you don't mm. want to get focused on it too much. Yeah. But I think it can yeah. really take you to a dark place. And I think when I when it happened to me, I remember the time when I crawled into the back room mm-hmm. thinking, this cannot be like this cannot continue. Yeah. Like you know, I was very aware at the time where you like, you either sort this out or it's gonna go really, really badly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I yeah. think uh, Definitely. That was a line in the sand. Aye. Yeah. Instead of a line on the table. Fucking <laughs> 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 <Is it> hell! <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm on it today. Richie, tell me about jujitsu then. What you got you got your start on jujitsu? I was again, I think, because uh, I was still dealing with the back pain and mm-hmm. I'd always wanted to try it, you know, like I'd seen it. Probably not your smartest like, idea that like, I've got back pain, let's start jujitsu. Nah, I think it was a. Uh, but again, like you're saying, like you draw a line, be like, I'm going to sort this shit out, like mm-hmm. challenge yourself a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, to succeed at this, I'm going to have to get it handled. Yeah. And that's like, how am I going to know I've got the back pain handled when the jujitsu mm. starts going well? What was it attracted you to jujitsu then? I think it's a kind of useful sport, you know, where I'd done a bit of boxing that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I like, a, like the boxing, but as I got older, I kind of lost the interest. I think there's something about jujitsu where you can go full speed, where you can spar every day. But there's no striking, so you can spar every day, every day, full speed. And there's it's the maddest thing because you like you look around the mats and there's just like people killing each other. And at the end of it, everybody's smiling, everybody's had a good time, nobody's hurt. Mm-hmm. Got Bob Marley blasting on the cheek. Last night, I think we time. had we've had we had Bob Marley on, and then I think we had some fucking. New monkey or something on <laughs> full on rave. Get the rave on, MC and that. Aye. It was mad, eye. So, you, mate, I love that. What's um? What are some lessons you've learned from training jujitsu? I think there's a really a lot. But there's a big crossover in the life. I think jujitsu. Like I'll always use jujitsu analogies all of the time. Toughens you up. But I think as well, you know, like when you get yourself in a bad spot, over time you recognise where the bad spots are, and you're like, you know, rather than getting flattened out on your back, you're like. If I completely exhaust myself to not let that happen, mm-hmm. it's better than letting that happen. Mm-hmm. So you kind of know when you need to push, mm-hmm. when you need to save your energy. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when you end up in a bad spot, that you don't panic. Yeah. Because you can end up, it's horrendously uncomfortable, you know, like under the bottom of somebody's side control. Side control you know? Yeah, someone's yeah. mount. But you're like, but There's this new mount that's going around at the minute. The lads are calling it Guantanamo Bay. Aye. Have you seen that one? Aye. Aye, that Ellis had it on someone last night. I was like, thank fuck, that's not me. Guantanamo Bay. They've all started doing this thing in our gym where they cover your mouth as well. Aye. That's the favourite one. I'm all right with that, though. I'm like, you can do that all you want. I'll bite your fucking fingers. Aye. But I don't mind it. I'm like, if you're concentrating on that, if you're concentrating on doing that to me, I can still breathe, really. Aye. Then there's, there's a hand missing from somewhere. Aye. So I'm just going to fucking take advantage of that. Uh, it's an interesting It's an interesting concept. What else? Well, I think when you end up in a bad spot, you're like, your instinct when you first start, and you're, everyone's got a story about when you're a brand new wipeout where you're just completely exhausted because you're pushing and you're doing loads of stupid shit. <laughs> you're just making it worse for yourself. Yeah. And you're like, you know, if you end up in a bad spot... And there's such like, a really... There's a great... Aye. Aye. What have I got? What do I know? Aye. What techniques can I use? Aye. You know change it for me, mate? When I stop trying to get people from like A to Z in one move, Aye. I start being, well, if I just get that elbow in there, that'll get us from A to B. All right, I'm at B. <laughs> <coughs> what small movement's going to get me from B to C? Sometimes it's just turning your head in the other direction. Aye. Not I, even kidding. 
not even kidding, sometimes you guys, right? Like, someone's on top of you, the temptation is to try and push them off. Right. But that's tiring. If they're good, also pointless. So one of the first things I learned, right, I used to get stuck in this position called side control, which is rank. And I used to always spaz out in it. I shouldn't have, I can't believe I just said that. I used to always freak out in it. And I would, uh, I'd turn away. But then actually I seen something where uh, it was a guy called John Danaher, who's like a philosopher of jiu-jitsu, best coach in the world probably right now. And he said, well, turn your body in. But if you, can't, if you feel like you can't breathe, just turn your head the other way. And I started doing that. I was like, oh, wow, that tiny little change made such a massive, massive difference. I think that one thing you touched on was that when, you, when I was a white belt, and even now, I think one of the most amazing things about jiu-jitsu is it you've got to be, your ego has to be able to handle. Your ego will never get a bigger check. Yeah. So for me, it actually keeps my feet on the ground. In, and, I, and I would consider myself quite a confident and outgoing guy. Some people would say I have a big ego, but actually in jiu-jitsu, you can't have a big ego. You you will not, you'll not, if you've got a big ego, you'll not make it past white belt. Yeah. Not even close. You'll probably not make it to the end of a beginner's course yeah. if you got a big ego. So for me, I always, even, it's a mad thing. I'll do this today, so I'm running an event today. And at the end of the day, I'll feel amazing. I'll be like, I'm fucking king of the, king of the fucking dudes. I've just had 20 guys, round of applause at the end. Even after a bigger event, but I'll still go and train jiu-jitsu. One, to keep me off the booze. But two, because I know I'm going to get humble there. They don't give a fuck what I've done. The lads at the gym do not give a fuck that I've just done a gig in front of 100 people. Whereas I went home, I would get booze and I would think I was the king of the fucking lads. You know what I mean? Um, so it's a, it's a, for me, it's one of the most truly humbling experiences. Um, I think the trap that you can sometimes fall into in that is like life like a comparison trap. Yeah. You know, do that. Uh, I think you need to avoid the... Everybody's journey's different, you know. Like some people, the whole thing about jujitsu. Ah, you're right. You're right. And some people train five days a week, especially the younger lads. That's, that's the that's thing. One of the things I had is because I yeah. don't consider myself that old. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you look at these teenagers, they can train three or four hours a day. Mm -hmm. You think like you need to be okay with not keeping up with them. Yes, if they get you just off pure athleticism. Yeah. Because the, the, the funny thing is about jujitsu, you say you compare yourself to where you were yesterday and that, right. and you can do that. But the problem is, there's other people who you roll with sometimes, and you think, oh, I'll compare myself to where they're at. And sometimes they feel much better than you, but then you forget, actually, they're the same belt as me, but they've been that belt for fucking three years. Right. Or they're the same belt as me, but they're fucking 19, not 42. Right. Or they're the same belt as me, but they're training five times a week instead of I'm training two. I mean, I am training five times a week at the minute, but that's that's that fucking TRT for you. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking, the doctor rang us yesterday. He said, Paul, your testosterone's gone from 12 to 31. And I was like, so that's why I feel like fucking Wolverine at the minute. <laughs> it's a fucking madness. Um, so do you ever get, does the, this back pain never show up in Jiu-Jitsu then? So now and again, like if I've been doing a lot of training, I get stiff. Yeah. But I think I'm starting to recognize the warning signs, you know, when I'm, because it never comes on full on, like when I think when yeah. I had all the problems. Just a little alarm clock, a little reminder. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done out with it, and then yeah. it got worse and worse. And I think I like I'll, sometimes you wake up. And you're like, oh, fuck, and the only time my back hurts in jujitsu when I spend when I'm lying on my back with my feet up in the air, Aye. which is not my favorite position. <laughs> like, well, if I'm on my back all the time, that's a sign that I'm fucking. I'm not. My game's not on yeah. my back. So if my back's sore, I'm like, why was on my back there? So I, it uh, it does kind of come up now and again, but now I've got. I'd always describe it as like a tool set. Mm -hmm. So you recognize what's going on, like you get much more body awareness when mm -hmm. you spend a little bit of time. 
working on it. Oh, nice, and you nice. Start to see like uh, this muscle's a bit tight. This, yeah. And just I know what to do to loosen it up again. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you kind of manage it. Yeah. And I think if I stop doing the yoga stuff. I'd have a big problem in a few months. Yeah. You know what's mad? We talk about recovery and yin stuff a lot of the time. Sometimes it just feels a bit... Ugh. Do you know what I mean? It just feels like, oh, well, I could do that, but I haven't got time, or I could do that, but it looks a bit shit. Like, how can the listeners and the watchers kind of get their head around that? Because recovery is important, right? right? I think we downplay the importance of recovery. I think you've got to link it to what you want. Mm. So you know, because I get that, you know, if you say, do you want to go and do a bit stretching? People are like, I want to go lift weights. I want to go and do exciting Because we think that's going to get a faster return on investment. Right. And you just end up more tired. Yeah. But if you can link it to say, well, if I recover better, I can train better tomorrow. Yes. I can feel better and have yes. more energy. Yes. You know, I can enjoy and then I can more. progress faster in other things. Aye. Yeah. I have to do this with weight training, mate. I hate weight training. Right. But when I'm doing it now, especially because I've got a comp coming up, I'm doing an exercise and I can picture where yeah. this is going to impact. So like a one-arm row, I'm like, that's me grabbing someone's fucking lapel. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I can I can start to picture that now, but we can do that with yoga as well, Trade right? for life, isn't it? Like yeah. Trade it for the life you want. Yeah. Because I think, I would say, it's hard to get people to focus on recovery mm. unless they can link it to what they want. Yeah. So like if you're going to get a better result. Yeah. But say you're saying about weights, you know, like you wouldn't go and do bench press and then do bench press again tomorrow. Do it again tomorrow. I mean, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be fucking surprised. <laughs> I mean, if you take a few days to recover, yeah. you come back stronger. Yeah. And it's Funny uh, enough, I felt that last night. I, I trained Monday. I trained Sunday, Monday. And then on Tuesday, I couldn't train. I was a bit gutted. Right. Like, I was texting people saying, want to train at 3.30? I couldn't find a training partner. And I didn't train. I was a bit gutted. But then I went in last night, which was Wednesday, and I felt fucking legit. Right. Like, I felt just strong and fit and powerful and... I actually felt quite athletic for like the first time in my life. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that, and that probably is linked to the fact that I had a day off. Right. I yeah. think I'd say what you're saying with jujitsu is that you often don't meet force with force. Yeah. You know, you don't tend to win with that. It's like if someone's really trying to put it on you, yeah. you find a way of moving out the way and using his weight against them. Yeah. Far more effective than pushing back into it. Yeah. And I think like either you can always try harder. Yeah. Sometimes trying harder is the right thing to do, yeah. but you know, when you're fucked, are you dealing with. Muscle pains or injuries. Yeah. Pushing, pushing it harder and pushing it harder is often yeah. how you make it worse. Yes. Where you like, sometimes you need to redirect your energy. Yes. Redirect your energy. Nice. And not stop, but find yeah. someone. Yeah. Yeah, someone nice. Someone more productive to do. Because I suppose this yoga stuff can benefit like other areas of my life, right? Aye. Yeah. Like if I'm sitting in a, in a chair all the time with a bad, with a, with a tight back, tight hips and that, yoga's the fucking kind of the go-to for that, isn't it? Aye. So, Richie, tell me about the, this this whole, the other stuff that you kind of get in and out because I know you've, you've kind of, you're, you're delving into the whole C-dip thing, the whole cold Aye. therapy thing, the breathing thing now. Okay, what led you to that? I did a Wim Hof course ages ago when I was still working on the on the ship. So oh, shit. Is that how long ago you did it? Uh, it was probably three or four years ago now. Doing right. an online course. What got you into doing that? I think uh, the earliest thing i did was i started with meditation with because i couldn't sleep that's mm -hmm. how i started looking into it, what can you do about sleep and people were like try this meditation i remember the first few times being like you know oh stupid oh stupid hippies hippie stuff <laughs> that's the thing i think if you get over that and i had the spiky mat thing mm -hmm. and the, 
that to me the spiky mat has a really similar effect as the cold. Yeah. Is your you know when you go into the cold, yes. all your thoughts have to shut up. Because mm-hmm. you go into this much more yeah. you know, like animalistic state it where you forces just, you to breathe. Right. It forces you to breathe. And it's surprisingly like when I first started with meditation type stuff where you're like, fuck me, you know, for ten minutes a day you just have this kind of calm mm. that the rest of the day you don't get because you have all this stuff battering your head. Yeah, I'm I think life hits life just hits things hit different after you've meditated. Aye. It's a weird thing to say that, but everything just feels a bit a tiny little bit different. Everything just hits you different. It's mad. Aye. But I think the Wim Hof stuff like the breathing mm. has the same effect that like it really brings you in your body mm. and out your head that you're in this where you just feel really relaxed mm-hmm. and you're kind of okay with things. You can still have thoughts that would normally bother you and just be like, meh. I'm focusing on the breathing. Uh, I'm focusing on the breathing because I can't focus on the breathing at the same time I'm focused on what happened yesterday and Aye. what she's going to do this afternoon. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the, I, I can't focus on them two things at the time. What about the cold then? I think that was, uh, to start with, the same sort of effect as it just brings you back into your body mm-hmm. and it makes you, your energy just skyrockets after. Mm-hmm. You, know, you really feel good. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like the bumps in the road, you know, especially when you go self-employed and like, you feel like you get kicked in the ball sometimes mm-hmm. and it's easy. You know, like there's things like stacking your wins, like recording your wins that mm-hmm. keep you feeling positive. Mm-hmm. But I think when you do these things that are hard, like getting in the sea, doing cold showers on the regular, mm-hmm. you kind of harden yourself to it where you're mm-hmm. like, these little bumps in the road don't bother you so much. Yeah. And if you can keep your, keep track of your thoughts, like I think the cold, the breathing and stuff like meditation all kind of comes together. Yeah, me too. And like mind management. Yeah. And I think if you get practiced at meditation, you can see like negative or like unhelpful thoughts coming and just be like, well, doesn't need a reaction, does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. more you can tap into that, like if you do it a few times a day, like say twice a day, mm-hmm. 10 minutes a day, mm-hmm. or 10 minutes a, a session, mm-hmm. carries with you for the rest of the day. Yeah, nice. Nice. Think, it's an investment though, isn't it? That's what, again, people, are, it's always time. Yeah. But I feel like when I do shit like that, I'm buying time. I'm buying time because I actually believe that many people don't have a time management problem. They have kind of a time allocation problem where they allocate it. That's the problem. But really, I think most people would be better off focusing on energy management than time management. Because most people, there's a certain time of the day where they're fucking useless, but they still say they're busy. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, let's let's get a handle on that fucking energy first so you can produce better shit for longer periods of time without gassing. Because everyone has that dead time where they're actually doing fuck all. And then they're saying they're busy because it was the schedule was full or something. Um, so where should someone start then with this stuff, Richie? Let's just say someone's in. Maybe they got back pain. Maybe they haven't. They feel a little bit shit. They're lethargic. They're tired. They're lacking motivation. Where should someone start? I think getting moving is uh, the number one thing. So whatever is the most exciting to you, go out and do something like it. Even getting your steps in, mm. but like go and get outside. Big deal. Big deal, lad. Switch your phone off. Mm-hmm. I find for me. Jiu-jitsu. It's like it's a jiu-jitsu. <laughs> but anything where you can't use your phone yeah. is massive. Yeah. So I think people don't realize how addicted they are to the phone. Yeah. So you just, uh, anything that I find switching it off, mm-hmm. way more massive. beneficial than yeah. flight mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me too. Around with it. Yeah, so me switch too. Switch it off or leave it at home. Yeah. Put it in a bag or something where you can't pick it up. Yeah. And have a bit of time where you're like, I'm just going to do the thing. For me, jiu-jitsu's class for it. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't bring it. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't. 
We get, you, I remember when I used to train over there with you, you, you There's no way you could even video a fucking class right. yeah, Fucking phone taken off you <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richie Mate I've had a fucking blast talking to you That knock on the door was uh, for the next thing uh, they, Where can everyone find out more about you Because I love your Instagram So what's your Instagram handle Instagram yoga with Richie mm-hmm. On Facebook as well Nice What about your website it's, uh, Yoga with Richie. Yeah, let's go Richie Weepin everybody Thank you Love it.